0: The following story is true. Only names, places, times, and events have been changed. This is Real Crime Australia. (coughs) Last week, we discussed that in 2005, a blind 7-Eleven employee named Martin Englethorpe discovered a poo in his 7-Eleven. The police were shocked. Yeah look, the oh, uh, yeah. the employee who uh, reported the yeah. faeces, he was uh, he was a little he was... taken aback
1: yeah, he was a little... and
0: uh, we knew we had to get to the bottom of this, sorry yeah. about the pun, yeah, no pun intended. Uh, as soon as we could yeah. to uh, make sure this sort of thing doesn't uh, yeah. happen again. The faeces was taken to the local forensic laboratory where Dr Julian Morano began a series of tests in the hope of identifying the perpetrator.
1: It's never easy to identify the owner of a piece of faeces, because faeces can pick up all sorts of germs and bacteria and DNA from the world it lands on. So if your your faeces lands up on uh, on a piece of, for example, on a piece of a human hair, then all of a sudden, if you've pooed on someone's hair, you've got someone else's hair in your poo, all of a sudden that person becomes implicated in the creation of this faeces, even though this faeces might not have been theirs in origin. Despite the best efforts of Dr. Murano, the
0: tests were inconclusive. The poo simply had too much in it.
1: What you'll hear in the background is is some of my laboratory assistants going through the data that we've obtained from the faeces, but it's very hard because there's a lot in there. There's a lot in this faeces, and so it's causing a few issues in our analysis, and a lot of the machines haven't encountered this sort of thing before. With
0: the tests inconclusive... Constables Jones and Wheeler had to take a different approach in the hopes of identifying the Phantom Feces creator. Yeah, look, it's never yeah. a good thing when the uh, science doesn't no. come through. We're going to we have, have to, to go through planner. some good old fashioned detective work. A yeah, uh, yeah. lot of uh, reviewing CCTV, a lot watch. of uh, live re demonstrations, yeah, re-enactments, reenactments, if you can. Uh, a lot of uh, asking questions pounded oh, you, the pavement. Look, uh, Look see if there are any suspects. Oh. Uh. The station's viewing room was approximately 16 square feet. The walls were a brown wood panelling, the carpet worn and grey. The roof contained approximately 16 one foot by one foot foam tiles in a grid. Very little light was shining through the window as the blinds were half-drawn. Some blinds were broken. Armed with a box of potato chips and a can of Sprite each, Constables Jones and Wheeler sat for four hours watching the 7-11 security footage. But they found something very strange. From the time of 5pm to 7pm, the security footage cut out. Look, uh, we don't know how they got access to the footage or the no. cameras. Uh, no. It's a bit of a mystery, but what it's we expected. will say is this is no longer just a poo in a petrol station. No, it's
1: much bigger. This goes a lot
0: deeper. With the apparent evidence of footage tampering, the police were now embroiled in a scandal that they could never have foreseen. What should have been an open and shut public defecation case has suddenly shown all the hallmarks of conspiracy and preparation. The poor had time to plan. In our next episode, we begin to see how deep this conspiracy goes, and we learn that this one instance was not alone. This is Real Crimes Australia.